This is the Minnesota Beer Cast. I know you've been waiting all week with bated breath for yet another version, another edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. I am Drew. Looking at me with that weird, snarky look on his face is my co-host, Schmitty. That's me. What's up? Not a long week, man. It, this week has been insanely long. It ain't even over. I'm, I'm ready for it a beer. It ain't even over. It's over for me. Yeah, I'm done. No, it's I not. Just, I just cracked going, a beer. I just cracked a beer. I got an Oktoberfest in my hand. We're going to, we're going to, we're working again on Saturday. Well, that's not work. Uh, this, this, this is not work. <laughs> this, my, my work week ends and I come here. <laughs> no, good for you. This, this is it's not, not over for me yet. <laughs> I still got work to do. But we are here and uh, the beer cast is always a welcome and nice reprieve from uh from a long week so uh, i'm thankful that uh that we have the awesome lineup that we've got here in studio this week yeah we've got justin we've got zach from on the bring we've got alex from the free house we are going to talk about all kinds of stuff today let's yes, uh mostly let's, beer though well that's, i mean all kinds of stuff as long as it's beer well i mean you never know we might get into some some food might uh we're gonna be talking know, a lot of awards too we are going to talk awards we might uh you never know if uh Things get wild and crazy. I might just smoke one of my cigars in the studio. Yeah. See if you can stop me. I, I, I just mm-hmm. don't blame me if uh, if your if your invite gets re- rescinded <laughs> from here on out. That won't be my fault. You gonna narc on me? Well, you can tell the boss. They leave a, a stench. Is all I'm saying. The you can tell ever. when a cigar has been smoked somewhere. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the third anniversary. That's uh, one of the reasons we decided to have uh, on the end was to talk about the anniversary. Um, let's uh, let's talk to Omni real quick. Justin Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. So, uh, what are you guys up to? Well, we're uh, finishing up our third year and got a big anniversary party this weekend. So you're up to about three years then. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Thanks. Thanks. So uh, tell us about the uh, the party this weekend. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting weekend for us. We got uh, two brand new beer releases that we're really excited about. Uh, I'll let Zach go into those. But other than that, we've also got jazz music on... Friday night at 6 o'clock, uh, we've got a craft market, a bunch of local vendors coming in on Saturday at noon, and we've also got live music uh, Saturday night starting at 4. Cool. So uh, tell us about the uh, Friday night. Let's go through the uh, the beer release and, uh, and the jazz. Yeah. Um, so Friday, we'll, as usual, open it at noon, and uh, we're releasing our first sour IPA. It's a kettle-soured uh, IPA with mango and blackberry so mm. it it's called hug it out the idea being hops fight with sour fight with fruit and uh they hug it out at the end in a beautiful new beer in your mouth in your mouth i, I like it i like mouth hugs they're my favorite kind of hugs <laughs> you and me both <laughs> <laughs> so what did you have a uh, a specific type of of hop you had in mind to uh to mesh with the uh, the sour characteristics and the uh, the fruity goodness, as usual, we we blended a few mm-hmm. uh, El Dorado and Galaxy are among them. Uh, some of our new favorites, if you will. Galaxy is nice; it's got kind of that tropical tropical note to it. Yep, always good. What about the uh, the jazz band? Who's who's going to come uh, 
tickle the uh, the strings. I'm assuming there's strings in the jazz band. Yes. Yeah, so his name is uh, Ben Ehrlich and his partners, who I don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's our first jazz um, foray, I guess. And we've we've talked about maybe we'll do a little bit more on an ongoing basis, and we're we're excited to have them. Cool. And Saturday, tell us about uh, tell us about that beer. Um, yeah, that's uh, Leon, which is actually named after the newborn son of our quality guru, who was born back in July. Um, it's a Russian imperial stout, big on uh, the smoke, big on the chocolate, kind of the uh, debittered malts, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, big on the booze. There you go. <laughs> and we're also going to be doing a couple of uh, special infusions of that in... Since we open at noon, we're going to do a pancake breakfast infusion with blueberry and maple syrup and, of course, vanilla beans. What do you mean pancake breakfast infusion? Will there be actual pancakes? There's no actual pancakes. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. so that's just, not really our style. I just, uh, saw, I just saw a tear form in Drew's uh, eye. I love pancakes. He's like, oh. I'm sorry. Pancakes and beer go incredibly well together. So I, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, IHOP. I believe today is International oh, yeah. Pancake Pancake Day. They released a. They're dead to me. <laughs> Why? After that, after that IHOP stunt. I IHOP. Yeah, you remember that? Just I, like I'm, a month or two ago, I didn't, they, I didn't click the link. They, I don't they know changed what's... their name to IHOP, and they were going to be International House of Burgers, and it was all just a big stupid stunt. They're dead to me. Okay, they're dead to me. They don't, I'll never. Even if they, even if they make a, a pancake IPA. I might be able to forgive them. Okay, it's a pancake stout, I believe, actually. But they, they that sounds really good. Actually, they're they're they're, they're making well. There there will be one at uh, at Omni this weekend, so you don't have to go to IHOP in New York, which I believe is the only place you can get it. But they're doing like maple stout. Uh, it's got maple. I think it's got vanilla. I think it's got pumpkin, and it's got like pancake batter. And it, it actually sounds kind of good. Well, you, you know, when you think of like a good pancake batter and you imagine how that would pair with a stout, it, yeah, that would work really well. Yeah, like I would totally pour a stout on my pancakes. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I think IHOP is is onto a a, a smart idea, and I, and I think that uh, you guys this sounds better because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no batter in it. That's true. <laughs> or, but I, you know, they had to have had somebody brew it for them. I'm guessing. I didn't, really didn't delve too yeah. far into the details. But um, what's what do you guys else have for infusions um, other than the uh, the pancake one? So at four o'clock we'll be we'll be dropping dropping the cocoa raz, the chocolate raspberry, and of course because it's a style we had to throw some vanilla beans in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brewers be- love vanilla beans. That's <laughs> all they do. No, who doesn't? <laughs> I love vanilla in in stout. So. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good combo in my opinion. Yep. So we'll be we'll be dropping that at four o'clock. And you guys uh, doing any stuff that's uh, coming out of barrels? You guys into the uh, the barrel aging, uh, or is that still uh, a ways off? And we're we're talking third third anniversary, yep. and you guys don't have to admit to anything if you don't want. But uh, you know, getting to be year three, some folks might start delving into to barrel aging when it comes to anniversaries and stouts and and the like. Well, we've got pretty limited space on the barrel aging front, but we do tend to release some big beers along with some big barrel aged beers. 
at our hibernation party, which is usually the second weekend of December. Did we pick a date? It's the second weekend of December. We're picking that date. <laughs> we, just, we just did. We just All did right. right now. That's awesome. S- writing that down. Second weekend, <laughs> December. Sorry, kids. No Christmas presents. <laughs> Spent it all on big barrel age beers. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, uh, Spent all your Christmas money at Omni. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. The kid doesn't listen to this show. He's going to have no idea. <laughs> Here's a sharp stick. It's what I got when I was a kid. <laughs> we, uh, are we coming up on a break? Let's let's do that. Let's take a, a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more about uh, anniversary. Talk about what you guys have learned in three years of, uh, of business over in Maple Grove. Uh, we'll talk uh, a little more with Alex from the Freehouse. Um, and as a matter of fact, let's thank the Freehouse for uh, sponsoring the BeerCast. And we'll be back after this. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. You know, we may be all about the blue, but we sure love the purple. Skull. (laughs) Game days downtown are awesome, especially at Mercury. Stop by and check out our game day pregame specials. Food specials, free house taps, and more. Come pregame the purple at Mercury Dining Room and Rail every Sunday before home games. Only blocks away from the stadium at 5th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis or online at mercurympls.com. There's a theme, Schmitty. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. Songs that suck. No, how dare you? This is a great song. Fleetwood Mac in their prime was a fantastic band. This chick sounds like a goat. You are. You look like a goat. (laughs) A really sick goat. (laughs) Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. Talking. uh, Talking with Omni, we've got Freehouse in the house. Of course, the show is brought to you by Freehouse Beer. Get to any one of the Blue Plate restaurants. Try their beers. They're amazing. That's all. That's all I got. I'm going to come in there. (laughs) Pour that beer down your shirt. (laughs) Cost extra. It wasn't going to be all Fleetwood Mac today, but now it just might be, just because of you. All right. When we left off, we were talking with Omni about three years. Congratulations, guys. We are. uh, You just cracked open the uh, the first anniversary beer, and uh, tell us about it. You guys got on this little beer geek talk in between, and I said, "Stop! Save it for the save it for the show." So tell us about this beer. Okay, so this is our first anniversary beer, and actually our last Russian Imperial, I believe, since the one that will be released Saturday. Um, and we will be tapping one keg Friday night. Um, so stop by Omni for very few opportunities to drink this beer. Friday night, the 27th. Get yourself some Unite, very limited Russian Imperial Stout. When are you guys tapping it? If I get there at 3 o'clock, is that too early? Uh, noon is when it will be tapped. Noon Friday. Noon 27th. Friday, the 28th, right? 27th. 27th? That's oh, how you man. start your weekend right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. So tell us about this this beer. It's uh, You said it was brewed with some special malts. Yeah. You started geeking out. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, what? So this is brewed with some of the dark crystal malts that is uh, that are made by Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're um, technically a crystal malt, so they're kilned malt, but they're kilned to such a high um, darkness level that um 
you basically get a stout when you brew with crystal malts instead of it, it color wise anyway mm-hmm. i think um i get like a really dark rich caramel along with like almost like a black licorice kind of note from them yeah i would agree with that and uh yeah i just to be honest the reason we brewed this beer was because i thought it'd be fun to brew with these malts so Alex over here, not said like, yeah, I dig yeah. it. No, I was saying, I was gonna say, I, I almost get sort of a special V B vibe, like that dark fruit sort of, yeah, flavor. I see that? Yeah. You ever brewed any of these malts at all? Uh, not the dark crystal malts from Patagonia. We do like their black malt, which is called Perla Negra. Uh, we use that in our stout, uh, our Irish dry stout rather, and our bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. So when we left off, we were kind of teasing, what uh, what have you guys learned in three years in the Minnesota craft brewing world? What uh, what kind of changes do you think you've seen? What what have you learned? What uh, what has come easy? What's come difficult? You go first. Yeah, I, well, I would say a lot in three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think the really interesting thing about that question is it feels like the industry has changed so much in three years or even six months or 12 months feels like leaps and bounds yeah it? it just it's everything's changing so fast so you're always like trying to catch up on what's going on now what's going to be next um, mm-hmm. i think one of the biggest things that i've definitely learned is really more business related than even brewing related from my side as far as running an organization and just kind of the value of employees and training them and getting you know getting them material so that they can succeed and just the value of really good employees, and luckily we have really good employees, so right. we've been fortunate in that regard. And um, but just you know that, and just all the little organizational stuff, and that you can't do everything you're uh, by yourself. And if you're gonna try to control everything, you're gonna be small. Yeah, yeah, and you can't do everything. You, you you wear yourself out and work yourself to death, right? The you know the the smart people that I know, you know what they're good at, know what they can do. And know what they should hire somebody else to do, right? And you, you have to kind of relinquish some of that control to somebody who has the ability, who you can trust to to do those things for you. Exactly, exactly. And, and let them, you know, take you to the next level. Get the best ideas from everyone, and then as a group, you know, make decisions and, and move forward. And we've been very fortunate from that, from everyone on our sales team, production team, taproom teams. We've learned so much from them, really, in, in three years. So what what do you guys feel has has changed? You, know, you mentioned that you think things are kind of changing by leaps and bounds in the in the craft world, community wise. What uh, do you think? Just the the level of competition. Do you think the amount of, of breweries? How does that affect um, you folks now differently than it did three years ago? So I would say you know the competition and that everyone's getting better all the time. And I think a lot of times you know when we're in it day to day, we don't realize how good the beer market is here and how good. People are not only brewing tremendous beers, but running tremendous businesses. And, you know, there's there's a lot of great breweries here and great businesses here to look up to. Um, so just with that, if you're not constantly getting better, you're going to be falling behind. Mm-hmm. And that's just the fact of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the, the concept of, of getting better versus just offering something new and different? Um, you know, we talk about it from time to time the the quality versus just new and different i I think that you know we talk to to brewers talk to consumers and there's a a constant strive to be what's what's latest and greatest on the shelves or on the tap room uh you know offerings or in the bar uh what what's oh what's 
what's new this week? What haven't I tried? Versus what's consistently quality. Um, how does that relate to to your guys as a business and, and maybe overall goals? Well, I would say one is, you know, we definitely recognize a need to be coming up with new, innovative, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. But there's a need to be doing them really well because the minute you release something that's not very good, even though it's new, you just lost your whole reputation. And then next time there's a new thing, people aren't going to try yours because there's, you know, 150 breweries in the state always, re- you know, releasing new things, um, which is a challenge for the for the brewing side. You know, I let Zach talk to that a little bit. Um, the other thing I would say is just there's with the business models in the state, there's places for both. You know, you've got breweries that are just consistent quality great products there's a there's room for them and there's room for you know small guys like us that kind of release different stuff routinely and and you know try to make that the best we can yeah i mean that's i think the consumer wants something new all the time and i think that's something that as an industry that we just need to like recognize and try to adapt to while maintaining quality because your reputation is on every packaged beer you you send out and um, one of the things we started at the brewery is we do an experimental IPA series. So New England IPAs are a big new thing. Um, uh, new well, New England new... IPA is that what they're called? Yeah, I'm not, you hmm. haven't heard. They, they barely sell. New one by me. Okay, all right. But <laughs> you know, like we've we've started an experimental IPA series where we can play with different techniques because um, what I'm really interested in, you know, moving forward, there's a lot of new hop products that are out there. There's people distilling hop oils. There's lupulin powder. There's um, this like uh, North American noble hop thing, which is I think is just kind of like a byproduct of the lupulin powder process. But all this kind of stuff that I think is fun to explore and different techniques to um, understand the New England IPA along with other IPA styles we are playing around in the in the brewed IPA space too mm-hmm. and um, I think you know the great thing about the tap room is you can kind of like play with these techniques call the beer what you want to call it and learn from those you know obviously not put out bad beer but like if this isn't exactly what you wanted the future flagship brand of Omni to be there's an opportunity to make this beer and yeah, you you sell it in the tap room, and and next time you make this little change, and I think any good brewer is is always revising the recipe and re- revising the process to to make the best beer possible, and the tap room is a great place to kind of explore that in a little bit more rough and tumble way. Alex, what are your thoughts on on the idea of the the quality versus offering new and different? I know. Um, Zach touched on a few things that made me think of what you guys are doing at Freehouse, namely the the Brute IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you guys offered uh, an exemplary example of, of what can be done with that style of beer. Yeah, well, for us, um, we have, we're kind of like an entry-level beer drinker's restaurant, for the most part. A lot of our clientele ha- doesn't hasn't dipped their entire body into the craft brewery industry, and they don't they need they need to, to get a sort of a sense of the basic styles um and that's what we try to offer them is takes on standard styles takes on some of the newer ones like we haven't dabbled in the new england ipa stuff yet we kind of decided to let that wave happen and not participate even though i do think a lot of the new england style ones are delicious but we kind of just chose 
to pick and choose which styles we're gonna we're gonna try. And brewed IPA was the newest one that we're kind of like that. Eh, I could see people who aren't necessarily beer drinkers trying this. Uh, and since that kind of fits our brand, that's that's kind of the way we went. Well, let's let's put a pin in it right there. I want to tease it. Let's take a, a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about your decision to take part in the Brute IPA versus taking part in the uh, New England IPA kind of craze. Um, when we come back, we'll talk with Alex from the Freehouse about that. Are you listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast on uh, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5? Twin Cities News Talk, welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast, presented by the award winning Freehouse Beer. <laughs> We will uh, we'll spend a little time talking about all the awards that have been brought home a little later in the show. Pretty excited about that. It was a very good showing for Minnesota. Yes. Minnesota should be very proud of the beer that's happening here. Congratulations to Freehouse, Alex, and team. Everybody, Thank you so uh, much. Everybody on the, on the squad, well done. Brought much appreciated. Home, uh, a bronze medal. Uh, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got a bronze medal for our English style brown ale from um, GABF, of course. We're from one, the Great American one week Beer removed. Fest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is our third one that we've gotten, um, and we were especially happy with this one because it was a beer that we offer year round. Um, we won last year for a Goza and a Barley one, both silver medals, but those we only offer maybe. Two three months out of the year. See, and and last segment he says, "Well, we're an entry level brew pub. You know, we're <laughs> we just kind of we plug along, and you know, we don't have a ton of you know, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, but it's, it's our third medal, so you know." <laughs> Sorry, I had to drop that. In there. <laughs> no, we're, we're super happy about it, and uh, we're especially happy awesome. that uh, that our brown ale one because people can enjoy it year round. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. It's uh, beer number three out of the chute. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean for you guys as a brewery to come home with one of these uh, these medals dangling around your neck? It's pretty awesome. Um, unfortunately, this year we, we decided not to go to Denver, so we were we were enjoying it from uh, Town Hall Station, which was nice enough to, uh, to host an event there. It's a great spot. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, we just were watching TV, and everyone in the restaurant looked at us when we were shouting and clapping like crazy people <laughs> but it was it was fun so, and uh <laughs> i've never been what's it like to go to gabf well um there's two experiences there's there's one where you are uh basically working a giant beer festival and you're pouring that's, that's no fun for it? like two sessions a day four hours each like you're working it yeah then there's the other experience where you just go to one of the sessions as a as a guest and just drink a lot and then go to the awards ceremony. That sounds like more fun. Yeah, that's that's definitely more fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is an experience. It's a giant beer festival. Um, any beer festival you've been to, it multiplied by five at least. It's huge. So it, compare it to like what's your what's your favorite Minnesota beer festival? Personally. Uh, Alpines North in Duluth. So, how would it compare to an Alpines North? Is it just that much crazier? Is it is so five times bigger? Is it five times better? I don't think so. No. The 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 part I find difficult about the Great American Deer Fe- Beer Fest, pardon me, is you 
can't try all the beers. You're never going to have time to go to every booth and try all these different breweries that you've never heard of before from New York or wherever. You can't even try all the beers at All Pints North. Yeah, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus one to All Pints North. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it, that's kind of, you know, we were talking, I think it was last week, uh, about beer festivals and, and hey, how was, how was the beer fest? And it's like, man, I can't. I can't do beer fest like I like I used to do. It's a it's a different experience now. I just go and and hang out and have a couple beers and talk to friends and but it just it's a different it's a different thing and maybe it's because I'm getting older. Um but that's just I can't I can't do it. I can't I can't hit it like I used to. <laughs> I have the same feeling. Some people go with with gusto, man, and good for them. But I just I'm 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 good. I'll have a few. I'll hang out. I don't need to to roach my palate with a you know, all IPAs or it just, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Maybe that's why I haven't really tried to make the trek to, to GABF and, and, you know, get after it super hard. Cause I, I just know that five times more is going to be five times more of the beers. I'm not going to be able to get to anyway. Right. Yeah. Then you just have to go to like two different sessions of it. Well, and then, then maybe there's some wisdom in that. <laughs> if it's, if it was five times as long, right. Five times more <laughs> spread out then five times easier to enjoy five times a beer. There's a lot of fives in that conversation. GABF week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that's, now there's... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, five times more I expensive. Think, <laughs> I, think, I think we need, to, we need a GABF version of the beer cast. You know what? Talk to... Uh, yeah, let's do it. And bring all your session beers and have a marathon. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Next year. Let's put it on the books, Drew. All right. Let's I'm, go to, I'm on board. Let's go to Colorado. <laughs> you should though it's it's very it's fun it's 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 insane and denver's a cool town too yeah so. i i love i love colorado i love denver um it's a it's a happening place it's a beautiful beautiful place to be with the mountains and and yeah i've been rafting in the in the rockies before it's a super oh, wow. super fun time i would uh i would want to actually just go do things instead of hang out and drink beer but <laughs> it's a it's a super really fun good time you have other stuff going on at uh, at the free house uh i saw you've got a, a beer dinner coming up tell us about that we do we're uh we're hosting a fall beer dinner um I know I told you the date, but I'm forgetting it off the top of my head. October 25th. Thursday, October 25th. Mm. Yeah, it's the uh, the fall beer dinner. Tell us about the uh, the fall beer dinner. Do you have? Is this like a we're going to annual have... festivity? Is it traditionally the same kind of format? Walk us through it. It is a, a similar format to your basic beer dinner. Uh, we're we're hoping to make this an annual thing, mm-hmm. if not by bi- like biannually, do a few a fall, a spring. We'll see. Um, but uh, we're going to do four courses and a dessert. And pair a beer with each of those. Um, menu to be determined at this moment, but uh, beers every- to be de- determined. TBD. Yeah, well, we got to we got to pair the beer with the food. Um, but this is the problem we have with the kitchen is they want to do the same, so we have to. We'll split it up. Maybe they'll come up with a few items, and we'll pair a beer with them, and we'll do the. Yeah, seasons. that was going to be my question. Yeah. Is, is you know we've been to a few beer dinners, we've broadcasted from a few beer dinners, and my I, I always I'm always curious, like you know which which department takes the lead on those on those things. By, by the way, we might be available October the 25th. I hmm. uh, my calendar's open. I, I just I'm, checked. I'm free. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty exclusive, guys. <laughs> 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 we'll check. We'll get back. 
correct here. You know, there's, a, there's a certain type of crowd we would like at this, and, you're and not it's it. not you. <laughs> I get it. I understand. No, I, you know, you guys have to have your room schedule fairly worked out ahead of time. The, the kitchen should definitely be working around your beers. Agreed. <laughs> I'm glad we're all in agreement. I mean, and, I mean, they should know what, what fall flavors are going to be. They should know what traditional, you know, beers are going to be. I mean, for the most part, what's going to be happening in the fall for flavors. Sure. So the kitchen, I mean, come on. I can pretty much assure you that there's going to be an Oktoberfest present. Um, we also have a uh, tea wheat beer with also some honey in it. Uh, we used a, an herbal blend called Evening in Missoula, and it almost has like a, a, a cream soda flavor to it. It's mm. an interesting beer. That might be a fun one for them to see if they can pair with. I like interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what? Most teas I don't care for. I think they taste like grass. Yeah. But you've, you've got my interest peaked because I love cream soda. Yeah. So what are the flavors that you're getting out of this, this tea that you think makes it taste like cream soda? Well, there's chamomile. Uh, rose hips. There uh, is actually no vanilla in it, but um, I'm trying to think of the other ingredients that are involved. There's there's like 13 or 14 different things in it, and uh, it's just there's actually no tea leaves at all. It's just a okay. normal blend, but um, hmm. it's maybe, almost maybe that's why it tastes good. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm not a big tea person either. Hey, I just I don't know, and maybe it's maybe it's because I love coffee so much. And you get you get that you know. Do you want tea or do you want coffee? Well, coffee tastes so damn good. Why would you want just wet hot grass? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like an easy decision to me. Good question. <laughs> Very good. Well, we've got uh, one more segment of the Minnesota Beer Cast coming up after this. We're gonna take a little break. Uh, we're gonna thank the Free House one more time for sponsoring the Minnesota BeerCast. You're listening to Twin Cities News Talk on AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. I don't have to tell you this, but you know, you have one of the best happy hours downtown. Well, at Mercury Dining Room and Rail, you can come for weekday happy hour. Again, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And stay for dinner or another glass of wine. Yeah, they have steaks and salmon, burgers and sandwiches. Mercury has it all. There's something for everyone at Mercury Dining Room and Rail at 5th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis. Or online at mercurympls.com. She take my money. Well, I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town. That digs on me. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. I am Drew. That is Schmitty. It's me. We are brought to you by Freehouse Beer. Schmitty, can you can you can you figure out the theme of the You know what you, you started off uh you know I wasn't impressed, but you you've recovered nicely. Uh, what are the names of the song? I'm trying to figure out anybody anybody can, can work it out. Is there? Is that the theme? Gold. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Why gold? Yes. Why gold? I just know because Minnesota brought home a ton of medals. Oh, that's why. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 it's not complicated. He figured it out. I, I, I know. <laughs> Got it. I just, hate, I just hate the song "Gold Dust Woman." That's all. Cut <laughs> well, me a break. You need to rectify that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Schmitty. Yes, sir. You uh, committed a hosting faux pas. Faux, faux, faux pas. You, uh, you teased 
some content, and then uh, and then we we didn't get to it in the last segment. We were always do that. Talking about why uh, why why the brute IPA, which is kind of the hot new thing you're seeing to pop up in a lot of tap rooms. It's a really tasty version of the IPA. Why the brute IPA and not the uh, not the hazy fad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was the question that I that I posed to Alex and then forgot to ask. <laughs> right. So before anybody gets upset, now we we, uh, we I think we missed the first wave of the of the juicy hazy IPA, New England style IPA, and we decided that that one uh, may not be because it was such a new style may not be as popular in our restaurants. Um, if if we had hit it maybe six months after. Um, it became popular with uh, all the, all the breweries making it. And then maybe we could have ridden the wave. You but we decided you're afraid of looking like a Johnny come lately. Yeah, a little bit. But um, we we did see the brewed IPA style popping up in San Francisco, and we thought to ourselves, "Hey, I haven't seen a whole lot of this yet. We can we can be one of the first in Minnesota." And like even while we were brewing it. I think uh, we saw like two other breweries come out with it like a week before we were going to finish. We were like, no! <laughs> but uh, also, the brewed IPA style, we, we felt might just be a little more user-friendly for um, non-beer drinkers who were like, oh, hop champagne, or mm-hmm. just something uh, that they might might see as not... A little hop, more... Bitter, hoppy. Approachable. You know, approachable. Ah, exactly. That's, that's the, the key word in, in beer marketing, isn't it? Approachable. And then there's a drinkable, drinkable, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Same is like, thing, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, maybe one is is the 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 pre, one is the the post. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Is that is that is that how is that how you guys try to do your your marketing? Is is what what beers people want to order versus what beers people want to order again? That that comes into play definitely. Um, uh, we've tailored some of our our seasonal beers to. Uh, what what people what was very popular? Uh, what what's worked in the past and maybe uh, what could work in the future? Like seeing the trends that that have happened. For instance, uh, a lot of kettle sours came out last summer, mm-hmm. uh, and so we decided to use our Goza recipe and uh, make a raspberry kettle sour, and that flew off the shelves, which was which was awesome. Uh, the other beer we we have in the summer, which we decided to have. The entire summer mm-hmm. was our blueberry blonde ale, mm-hmm. and that is like a home run every time. It, everybody drinks it, and I it, it's yeah, like our biggest too. selling beer. Next, uh, I, next time, I'm, I, I would like all of it. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I can okay. arrange something. Thank you. Thank you. You, you mentioned your kettle sour. Actually, uh, enjoying a bit of the uh, the hug it out by Omni right now. You guys are uh, are kind of known for your uh, hazy New England IPA as a. Uh, as gentlemen who jumped on the uh, the fad right away, what what are your thoughts on the New England IPA versus the the Brute IPA? So we we really look at it as um, you know we're our one of our missions is to introduce new beer to new people. That's always kind of been what we've been all about. That's even what Omni kind of means, you know, all kinds and all welcoming. We're trying to just you know introduce new beer to new people, and I think what we found is. A lot of times when you don't have a, uh, as someone that's a wine drinker, not a beer drinker, mm-hmm. a lot of times it can be a beer like a milkshake IPA or a New England IPA that has a lot of fil- flavor and low bitterness and, you know, that creamy mouthfeel that they like versus always trying to convert them to the 
you know, the Kolsch or the entry-level lager or, you know, you know, Session Pale Ale. So we've had a lot of success with that, actually, is we have wine drinkers that will drink our milkshake IPAs and love them and say, well, I didn't even like beer, but I like this, <laughs> you know. And maybe it's not beer. I don't know. I've heard, you know, I've, we hear the smug comments on, I think, even on this show from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we look at it as a way to you know, grow the category, which is what sure. we all want to do. Um, and I think they're phenomenal. It doesn't mean it's for, they're for everyone. Well, and, but, and we always do have fun, right? If mm-hmm. if you can brew it and you can sell it and people can drink it, you know, regardless of, of the fun that we have, who who really cares? Exactly. Right? <laughs> Take it all the way to the bank. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. We're just here to have fun. So <laughs> don't, listen, don't yeah. listen to me and Drew. You yeah. go ahead and brew the uh, the New England IPA, yeah. and you go ahead and cash that check. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that, that's kind of what I was saying earlier, too. There's not, you know, there's, we're not going to compete with Summit on, like, a consistent quality basis. We just, we're not going to be able to do that. We don't have the resources to do that. But we can, when we can narrow our scope a little bit and say, we're really good at this, let's do this. And let's, you know, to, to Zach's point earlier, you know, let's learn from what we're doing. Let's, you know, we can't go to the book of, here's how you brew this New England IPA. It doesn't exist, you know. So we, we can kind of write that book and, and learn from it, and it gives us our competitive advantage that we need. Mm-hmm. So, so, Alex, is there a point in time where you think you guys might uh, come into the, the New England IPA game do you think there's a, an opportunity there yes i i do see that as a possibility i we there was a time where we thought maybe it was a fad but it is not going anywhere yeah in fact it was the largest category at the gabf this year really wow. yep. 420 entries yep. yeah i'd say that's probably not a fad yeah. that's something that the, that's something that's found a, a little niche in the market or, or it is the largest yeah. fad. <laughs> right. So just so everyone knows, we do have a beer called Fad that is on the market right now. And it stands for Good Freaking Awesome and Delicious. So. <laughs> and, and that is a New England IPA. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. of course it is. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very fun. <laughs> what else have we uh, we got to talk about, Drew? Well, uh, we can run through some of these award winners. Minnesota, as we mentioned, did have a fantastic show at the GABF. Uh, took home the state's highest medal count ever. 11 Minnesota breweries earned 12 medals at the festival. Uh, we can run through some gold medals. Uh, yeah, well, let's start at the bottom and work our way up to the top. Oh, the bottom? You want to go with the... Well, the, not the bottom, but I mean just the... the I don't know what you mean by that. bronze winners, you know. Jeez. Oh, I didn't mean the bottom. We'd have to start with the people who didn't win anything. Uh, the bronze medal winners, as mentioned, Freehouse, obviously. Congratulations with the uh, number three brown, the English-style brown ale category. Modest showed up with one of my favorites, First Call, their uh, their coffee lager. I love that beer. I like that that is a too. really, really great beer. Yep. Tin Whiskers, uh, Wheatstone Bridge, and the Herb and Spice Beer category. There you go. Uh, congratulations to them. Utapils, our good friends over yeah. at Utapils showed up. Yep. With their alt, you get those uh, guys on again. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It has with About their, a year. Uh, alt, uh, eighteen forty-eight took home a bronze. Your silver medal, medal winners, uh, East Lake Craft Brewery, uh, showed up with uh, Kirby Pucker number twenty-one. Their fruited American style sour ale. There you go. I believe I, I tried that out at the fair. That was out at the fair. Yeah, I believe so. I did not try nearly enough beers out at the fair. Yeah, I know. Neither it was, did I. It was hot. It was crowded. I was kind of like. I'm in, I'm going to grab a little bit of food, I'm going to grab a little bit of beer, and I'm bouncing. Uh, Insight, 
Sunken City, their specialty Saison category, took mm-hmm. home a silver. Nice. Congratulations to them. Spilled Grain Brew House. Great brewery. I don't believe we've had them on the show, Schmitty. Why are you looking at me? You could book something <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> they got a silver for false hope. Spilled Grain, if you're listening, email me. Andrew Lee at iHeartMedia.com. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on the show and uh, Steel Toe Provider, just uh, really one of the best, yeah, best consistently knows. great beers in Minnesota. Absolutely, knows. Steel Toe's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, your gold medal winners, Bent Paddle, love those guys. Saison uh, took home a gold. Lakes and Legend, cool for the summer. In the what's uh, and somebody explain this to me. What's the field beer category? I have no idea. I also have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to pull up some details because I don't know either. Well, you know what? Beer well, you drink in a field? No, well, that's all beers technically, I believe. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the field beer is. Well, I thought it was like the rest of the field maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it doesn't fit into a category maybe. <laughs> I. You know what? I, I'm i going to look it up while you go ahead and run through some of these other uh, um award winners. Well, we got two left, so look it up quick. Uh, we're almost out of time. Steel Toe Brewing again. Uh, they uh, the, not only a silver, they took home a gold for descent in the export stout category, and uh, Summers fantastic. I'm sorry, Summits a fantastic Keller Pills uh, took home a gold medal. So uh, congratulations to to all of them. Really, just a fantastic showing by Minnesota breweries, and and really, you know, y'all listening out there should be really proud of uh, of what the Minnesota beer scene has become over the last few years, and. I really, I think uh, the a lot of the credit goes to uh, the Minnesota Beer Cast. So the, uh, the, field, the <laughs> I'm just, the, the, the I'm field, just saying the field beer can range from pale to dark depending on underlying style and can be influenced by the color of additional ingredients. Can be clear to hazy, uh, low <laughs> perceived malt aroma can be low to high. It's it, I think this is a catch-all category. It's, yeah, it's like he said, it's uh, the field. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. It's uh, uh, doesn't quite fit into another category kind of beer. I'm guessing. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, it must be good. Must be. So thank you guys. Excellent show. Really appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing your beers with us. Congratulations to... Congratulations to to both of our guests today. Congratulations on three years. Congratulations on the award. Yep. Thanks, guys. And thanks for for sponsoring the program. Free House Beer. Go drink award-winning beer at the Free House. We'll see you next week. See Champagne costs too much. Vodka puts my mouth in gear. This little